You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today on the Online Enquirer podcast, two great guests. One I think you'll really like, the other one you might be booing me about. But we talked to Ryan Walters. Yeah, you remember him? Had some great success at Illinois. Huge part of Brett Bielen was build here. But now he's coaching the rival, Purdue. And we had a sit down with Ryan Walters. He was kind enough to give us 10, 12 minutes of his time here at Big Ten Media Days at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And we talked to Ryan about taking a head coaching job, what he's learned his first you know, nine or so months on the job here. Uh, and we also talked to him about what it's like to be a rival now, a recruiting rival, on the field rival with Brett Bielma, what that relationship is like, what that game's going to be like. Uh, but we also talked to him a little bit about his team, including his new quarterback, Hudson Card, won a battle over Illinois uh, to land him. Uh, but Ryan's a really bright guy. I know some of you don't want to root for him anymore, understandably so, but I find uh, his insight really intriguing. And uh, he talks to us about his time at Illinois and what it meant for him uh, and his path in his career. And I, I think you'll find out he's pretty appreciative of his time at Illinois. Then we talked to BTN analyst Jake Butt, former Michigan tight end, and why he's high on the Illini. You see him on Twitter talking up Illinois. So I grabbed Jake, said, hey, would you hop on the pod and talk to us about why? And he's excited to do so. He also breaks down the rest of the Big Ten, including his Michigan Wolverines, what he thinks of the Big Ten West with Luke Fickle, Ryan Walters, some of these other guys coming into the Big Ten. So sit back, relax, some great insight uh, and some analysis from Big Ten Media Days. But first, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Listen, I'm on the go all the time. Got two kids. Uh, try to stay healthy, uh, but also got a busy schedule with everything with Illini Inquire. But that's where Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with these great ready-to-eat meals. I always struggle with, man, what am I going to make the kids to eat tonight? What am I going to make myself and my wife to eat tonight? Just pick out a few of those factors, warm them up, and you're good to go. And they're delicious flavor-packed options. I go with the protein plus. Got to get that extra protein in you guys. But it's prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians, and each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. So this summer, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. It's ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash 50 
and use code Illini50 to get 50% off. That's right. we got a deal just for you guys. Go to factormeals.com slash Illini50. Use code Illini50, and you get 50% off your first order from Factor. Go to factormeals.com slash Illini50. Use code Illini50. Purdue head coach Ryan Walters on the Illini Inquirer podcast next. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. At Big Ten Media Days, and Purdue coach Ryan Walters joining us. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? I'm great, man. It's good to see you guys again. So, head coach, you've been it for, what, nine months now. What's this experience been like? You've wanted this for a long time. Obviously, you're a young guy, but you've been working for this for a long time. What's it been like the last nine months to be your head coach and and make those decisions? I mean, this is the most fun I've I've had in my career. Um, You know, I know we haven't played it down yet, and, and the season will be what the season is. Um, and, and, you know, how we'll respond to things is, is still up in the air, and I'm excited to find out. Um, but, you know, just to put a plan in place and to see that plan play out and exceed your expectations um, has been gratifying and, and definitely humbling, to say the least. Which, is there anything surprised you as a head coach? I know you've been preparing for this. Part of being with Brett was to learn how to be a head coach. Once you get into that chair, I guess it's a little bit different. Is there, is there anything that you've learned in, in the nine months just being about a head coach? Yeah, you know, I don't know if, if – Surprise is the right word. Um, there are definitely things that you know that you you can't prepare for. You just kind of have to go through and um, adapt and adjust. Um, the thing I think that's been the most uh, taking the most of getting used to is just um, being recognized. You know what I mean? Um, you know the the West Lafayette community really cares about football um, and their sports, and and they're they're awesome and positive. And so I'm I'm glad that uh, they they view athletics that way. Um, but it definitely means that you know when you when you are out in the community, people know who you are, know who your family is, um, and so that that was surprising um, at, on the initial phase. And but now it's it's been an awesome experience. You, is there like a one experience that stands out about like, wow, I can't believe I was noticed here or anything? Well, just, I mean, everywhere you go, like you know, you go to restaurants and um, you know, you go to to the grocery store. You know, it's like there's a hey coach here and there. So it, what it what it was just a reminder of is. Uh, just how awesome this fan base is and, um, you know, how, how excited they are for uh, what we've been working on, and I'm excited to, to put that on display this fall. Ryan, you've talked a lot about, like, setting yourself. Like, you're, like everything you did was a step to be a head coach. So take me back to the minute that you decided, like, I'm going to be a head coach at one point in my life. Like, do you remember where you were, yeah. why, and how? Yeah, it was, uh, it was my first staff meeting as a student assistant at the University of Colorado. Um, the 2009 season, Dan Hawkins is the head coach, and he's sitting at the head of the table. And as, if you guys have been in a staff meeting, there's there's like the long round table with the head coach and the full-time uh, on-field assistants. And then on, on the periphery, on the walls, you know, there's there's the support staff. And so I'm sitting on the wall and watching uh, Hawk run the staff meeting, and I was like, man, I, I, I can do this, and I want to do that. I want to sit in that chair. Uh, so it was how quickly can I get off the wall and uh, on the round table, and then once I get to the round table, how quickly can I get closer and sit next to the, the head coach before I can um, be, be running that staff meeting one day. 
So I'm assuming at some point you had a moment where you're like, holy hell, I'm the head coach. Uh, when was that moment for you? Uh, you know, it's so I remember Sunday night is when uh, Mike Lewinsky called me and offered me the job, and I signed the papers immediately. I didn't even look at the terms. Um, and it was the next day. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was eager. So there wasn't anything that was going to be in that paper that was going to uh, sway me from being a head coach here. Um, and so I remember that Monday they came and, and picked me and my family up and, you know, went throughout the course of the day. And then that night we were walking in Ross Aid and they had, uh, you know, my picture is on the Jumbotron and it says head coach underneath it. And just being with my family and, and being on that field and seeing that scoreboard, that's when I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is real. Like I'm, I'm the head coach here and, um, I've, you know, I've been ex- excited and, um, eager ever since. How do you look back at your Illinois chapter? What, what did that mean in your story to, to becoming where you are? I mean, that was the, the final touch um, in terms of preparing me for, for this role. Um, I learned a lot in the two years that I was at Illinois. Um, Coach B was, was highly influential on, on just how I behave today in terms of, of, of management and scheduling and, and philosophy. Um, and I learned a lot from, from the uh, staff that, that was in that defensive staff room and, um, you know, just different ways to think about game plans and, and how to combat different schemes offensively. Um, and I learned a lot from the players. You know, those, those guys prepare the right way. They, they attacked uh, their, their daily assignments and daily duties with, with uh, passion and, um, and discipline. And um, they had fun doing so. And so I, I got to see what it was what it was like and and experience what it was like to steadily improve in those two years um, and to have fun while you're doing so. Kevin's with you, Grant, Joe, somebody get Preston with you. Um, These two staffs, I know you guys got so much respect for each other, but you're getting into recruiting wars. What's that been like? I mean, because you guys are selling similar success. What's that been like? It's been fun. Like, anytime anytime you're competing, it's fun. You know, that's one of the main reasons why um, I enjoy this profession and enjoy this sport is, is for the competition. And so to compete with guys that you respect um, and, and admire um, and that you're familiar with is, is fun. You know, there's, there's no animosity or hostility or, or ill will. Um, it's just fun, healthy comp- uh, competition. What's, uh, what's that game going to be like? I mean, it's a rivalry game. Obviously, I think it notches up a little bit now. I'm sure it will. Um, right now, I'm, I'm just thinking about fall camp, practice number one, and Fresno State. Um, but definitely, like the, you know, you call it call a spade a spade. There's history there. It's a a, a trophy game, anyways. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of undertones that will go into that game. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be exciting that week. Brian, what, you guys have had success on the 24 class to this point. Like, what do you think it is about your pitch? Uh, who you guys are as people that have allowed you to to come out of the gates as strong as you have? I just think we we offer a unique experience. Um, you know, everything is organic and authentic. You know, nothing is, is scripted during our uh, recruiting weekends. And, and Purdue has a lot to sell in and of itself. Um, you know, you talk about a, a world-class academic institution. Um, the facilities are, are unbelievable. You know, the fan base, you know, I think they've sold out every game for like the last three years almost. Um, you know, we've, we've got 39,000 season ticket sales and, and counting, which has been the most since 2008. Um, you got, you know, renovations that are ongoing right now um, in the stadium and so you get all those things uh, coupled with the people that we have in those facilities 
Um, I think recruits, you know, they feel they feel a difference, and, and they're excited about the vision and the, and the direction we're headed. Purdue has a lot to sell. Like, not every time a new coaching change happens, like you're the reigning West champion still. Um, I feel like that maybe gets like I'm gonna say forgotten about, but like that's still a real thing that that's happening. Absolutely, I think, you know, I think that's one of the differences between, you know, starting at Illinois two years ago, and and now starting here is that the program was just was in two different places. And so, you know, you had a, a locker room that was confident, um, that, that enjoyed the process and enjoyed the work, um, and that, that won games and, and competed at a high level. And so um, it was just that our job was to try to, to add to that standard, to try to add to um, that work ethic and, and that desire to improve. And I think we've done, done that so far. I really like your quarterback. Uh, I know Illinois looked at him too, yeah. but Hudson Card, what's he bring to your program? Man, he, he's uh, he's been everything as advertising more. Um, you know, he can really spin the ball. Uh, very natural with the, with the way he throws it, and can throw from different arm angles and, and different uh, points in the pocket. Um, you know, he he, he approached <clears throat> he approached the uh, his tenure here the right way. You know, he could have came in and just. Was like I'm the guy. I came from Texas. I had all this, you know, all this hype coming out of high school. Uh, but he, he put his head down and went to work, and he's, he was humble about it with his approach. And I think that immediately gained respect in the locker room. And um, I think what, what people will be most surprised about is just his athletic ability and what he's able to do with his feet. Uh, you spent time, a lot of time with Aaron Henry. Um, what do you think about him as a, as a defense coordinator? You got to obviously. I think he handed him some reins every once in a while to let him call some plays. What, what do you think of him in that spot? I think he's doing a great job. You know, the, the, I remember sitting down uh, with that defensive staff at the end of the year. Um, and because it was such a collective effort, you know, I talked about that all the time uh, throughout the course of last season. Um, you know, it was, it was, I told them, like, this is, my goal is after the end of this year, you know, if, if I do become a head coach, that we have as many coordinators as possible come out of this room and as many off the field, um, get on the field as possible, and um, and, I, and I think we did that. You know, obviously, you know, JMO and, and Ahan as co-coordinators, um, Kane as a, as a coordinator at, at Purdue now, and then you know you got Grant O'Brien and Joe Denine who were off the field are now on the field, and so I I think mission was accomplished um, at the end of the season. Yeah, we're gonna look back on that defensive staff someday and probably go, wow, there's a lot of head coaches and coordinators. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's and that's what you want, like in this in this profession, um, you want people to ascend and elevate and, and achieve their goals and um, you know that that platform was has been provided for me throughout my career and uh, so it'll be my job to pay that forward as a head coach and provide that same uh, type of platform and atmosphere um, at Purdue. Tell us a little bit about Graham like how have you two connected uh, what does he bring to the Big Ten obviously we know what his offense is but how's that partnership work with you guys? It's been it's been awesome you know uh, it has been different for me to to not just be a defensive guy you know at at practice and so you know, you have mixed emotions throughout the course of, of um, team periods. Um, but, but Graham is he's innovative. He's, he really believes in, in the system. Um, he's a great teacher. Uh, his, his demeanor is, is awesome with the guys. Um, and, he's, and he's competitive as hell. You know, obviously, he was, a, he was a great player in college and, and spent time in the NFL and um, was, you know, Aaron Rodgers backup for a couple of years. Um, but, uh, you know, as a, as a play caller, he's, he's definitely put out high offensive output and, uh, where I'm excited to what he'll bring to Purdue. Uh, Ryan, uh, you're one of four new coaches, I believe, in the West. Uh, what, what do you think about maybe just the way the West is? I feel like there have been a lot of people in place for a long time, and now yeah. there's kind of a new 
influx? What does it mean to you to be kind of in that next wave here? Yeah, it's it, it's fun. it'll be fun. You know, this 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 conference is, in my opinion, the best in college football. And you know, playing a, a full Big Ten schedule is it will be challenging and competitive. And uh, there are a lot of really good dudes that I've gotten to know um, that have gotten hired at, at various spots and. Um, it'll be fun to compete with them come season. Ryan Walters, Purdue head coach. Thanks for the time, man. Good luck. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you guys. Good stuff with Ryan Walters. I don't know if you enjoyed it, but hopefully you got some insight from it. And uh, now you know a little bit more about a rival. But coming up next, Jake Butt, BTN analyst. He's uh, kind of their A-team guy now, and he's high on the Illini. He tells you why next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Here at Big Ten Media Days with Jake Butt, BTN analyst. Jake, uh, you've been singing Illinois' praises here a little bit. What? what what draws you to Illinois? What do you think of that program? Well, I, first off, I think Bielema's a great coach, and I think he's proven that. And coaching matters significantly in this game. But I, for some reason, and, and maybe it's the history, right, like our perceptions formed on the past, Illinois hadn't done enough to warner a bunch of respect. And it was always the West would run through Iowa and Wisconsin. So it's understandable that, that those are the two picks, and they both got great teams. But let's not forget, Illinois, I think it's 10 all-conference players they return. That's towards the top of the conference. I look at Newton and uh, Randolph, Tariq Barnes. There's a lot of great defensive linemen, but I, Illinois in the 3-4 system, and now you bring in Jim Leonard as an analyst, a football mind. I don't see why they can't be one of the best front sevens in the conference, and that matters even more so in the West where we know teams like to run the football. And then offensively, Barry Lunny, if you look at his history, he's done a great job developing offenses. And what he did last year was – really kind of build a brand, the RPO, give, give a, lot of, a lot for defenses to think about. You do lose Chase Brown, you do lose Tommy DeVito. Luke Altmyer, though, he's, he's, he's capable. And when you lose a running back, you, you rely on your O-line. And you got some great Isaiah Adams, right? And you got a coach in Brett Bielema that knows how to develop that as good as anybody. You, you have talent guys outside, so I still think this offense, I, don't, I wouldn't put them, hey, they're not going to be the best offense in the Big Ten, but they'll be serviceable. My challenge for them is I felt everything occurred within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage last year. It was run, it was quick game, it was screens. At some point, you have to challenge the defense vertically because they're going to say, hey, we're going to sit at 10 yards with our safety's eyes in the backfield until you prove you can beat us over top. When you don't have Chase Brown, it's going to be that much harder to run into that. So the challenge is, is can you get a vertical passing game going? But, I mean, I just gave you the full rundown. I'm like, hey, like that to me sounds like they should, as it stands right now, Minnesota was the third pick. I, fair, but I, I'd probably have Illinois in that conversation up towards the top. Obviously, it starts in the trenches, right? Um, and I kind of look across the Big Ten. How do you – how do you think they stack up in the trenches with some of the the top teams that are projected there? There, there, you know, there's there's teams like Michigan where I think what they have on the offense, they're in a league of their own, right? And then normally you'd go to Ohio State, but on their offensive side of the ball, they're losing three guys that were drafted in the top three rounds. That's not easy to replace. You could look at a team like Penn State, who for so long we've said O line, O line, O line. I mean, Sean Clifford was getting killed throughout his career. Now that's a point of strength, and they got a bunch of studs across their D-line. Illinois is right there with them, though. You know, Illinois is in that conversation. I, I think Michigan's number one, but in their trenches, I think that'll be a strong point of the team. Aaron Henry, now the defensive coordinator. Uh, you met with Ryan Walters while you did some games last year. What's the transition like on that side of the ball? What do you think is key for Illinois there? Well, from what I understand, is this, it's, it could be two ways. If you're introducing a new defensive coordinator, like let's look at Jim Knowles going to Ohio State last year, that is one scheme 
to another scheme and there is a large, large shift there. Whereas what the way I understand it with Aaron Henry and coming from Coach Walters, this is going to be year two of the same system. They, they are going to have continuity. So it's not like you're starting from scratch. And everything I know about Aaron Henry, different personality than Walters, but guys still love him nonetheless. And what an absolute great resource to have Jim Leonard right there working in the same building as you. So, uh, again, Bielema, the, the job as your head coach, it's less about X's and O's usually. You're a CEO and you have to hire and delegate. And, I mean, look at look at the staff. I think he's done a great job. You mentioned Lunny. What stuck out to you about his offense in year one? Obviously, they, they want to take another step. Um, so what, what did you think of what his he brought to Illinois? So you, we hear people say you want to run the ball. We know Bielema wants to run the ball. We have a whole decade plus, two decades of data. But how do you run the ball? There's a couple ways. You can get in goal line, you can do triple option, or you can do this RPO in, in spread system. And why the RPO is starting to take off, which is basically, that's Barry Lenny, RPO, is football can be complex or it can be simple. It's numbers often. If you have a run called and it's a seven-man box and they have one-on-one coverage outside and you only have six to block it, if you don't have an RPO, you're just going to run into an unfavorable box. But if you have an RPO, you have answers for everything. You will attack the weak point of the defense. Now, it doesn't guarantee any T anything. You have to execute. But what stood out to me was a good boxer has a punch and then a counterpunch, and they have a defensive uh, – uh, they have a defense and they can come back and counterpunch again. So you can run the ball. You can have RPO for answers. You can have RPO screens, RPO play action. You can run the ball inside, outside, a number of different ways. And that all from the same formation. So from the defensive standpoint, they have to say, oh, there's no tendencies. They've run it all different ways. They've thrown it out of this formation. All you're doing is taking the inherent advantage you have offensively, knowing where you're going with the football and using that, using that to your advantage to not give away any keys to the defense. A lot of new coaches in the Big Ten West, four new coaches there. Wisconsin's probably the most intriguing just because of the changes they're having. I mean, Luke Fickle's success. What do you think of Wisconsin with with an air raid? Uh, They're still going to run the football with Braylon Allen, but what what do you make of what Fickle can do there early? Well, I look at the history, and and Paul Christ, by no – I mean, he was a good coach, a great coach, honestly. But as I looked at Wisconsin, I just felt they were banging their head against the ceiling. Often good, occasionally great always in a bowl game, always competitive, but their ceiling was set in stone. It was very limited. Part of that is the offense, right? You, you can't, you're not just going to be able to play bully ball and go to a national championship. So you go and hire Luke Fickle saying, hey, you took Cincinnati to the playoff. That's where we want to go. We haven't walked that path. You have. So you bring him in. Of course, losing Leonard is a problem, but Fickle's a defensive guy as well. Trestle's been a great defensive coordinator as well. The offense is going to be interesting because what we've come to know is 22 personnel with a fullback use the whole playbook. It's boring, as we just talked about with Illinois, unpredictable. Wisconsin was extremely predictable, and there was no downfield passing threat. Longo comes from that Mike Leach system, the air raid. It's up-tempo. But in North Carolina, he had a couple thousand-yard backs, 2,000-yard backs in the same season. So when I was calling their spring game, he knows who they got, Braylon Allen, Chesmalusi, like – they're going to feed those guys. But, again, how do you do it? If you're in 22 personnel, and I, you could feel Allen's frustration last year, the safeties are sitting at seven yards. They have extra D linemen, linebacker. You're just running into a wall. Braylon's a big explosive back. Spread them out. All of a sudden you have lanes. Lanes means those guys can't converge. They're going to be reaching their arm out. 
Braylon's going to run right through those arm tackles. And he looked explosive and rejuvenated in the spring game, I thought. It looked like he was that much more hungry. So the challenge, the challenge though, is the up-tempo. There's a difference between being quick and being rushed. And I felt in the spring game they were rushed. And if you're rushed, you can make mistakes. There is a risk to being so much up-tempo. You want to play under control. So that's the challenge for Coach Longo and Fickle early is find that identity. You don't need to strain and press. You can just do your job and execute, especially against Wisconsin would be better than a number of teams they play this year. Covering Ryan Walters last couple of years, I'm pretty high on what he's capable of. <clears throat> what do you think of him at Purdue and, and just that job? It's an interesting job because he just won the Big Ten West, uh, but Jeff Brom leaves, some key players leave. What do you make of what uh, he's inheriting there? Well, I think you, you bet on Walters the person first. And as we were talking before the, we started the interview, calling three straight Illinois, game, Illinois games last year, we'd meet with the head coach and the coordinators. And the first time we met with Walters, we'd heard the whispers he's going to be a head coach. Our production crew was just quiet, and we're all looking, meeting each other's eyes. And it was understood, wow, yeah, that guy is he, as impressive as advertised. He'll be a head coach. Now, what do we know about Purdue? Jeff Brom sexy offense. I mean, he said they had 40, 50 trick plays in every single week. Walters is a defensive guy. Now, that doesn't necessarily matter if you believe you have an offensive system still. And you go out and you get Hudson Card at quarterback, a guy I know they're high on. So I think the defense will be fine. How quickly can the offense find an identity? I don't expect them to make a serious run this year. But what you want is you want to, as you're building the house, you want to lay a strong foundation year one. Give the guys something to believe in. And then next next year, say, okay, here's where we were good. Let's emphasize this. Here's some areas we can improve upon. Let's work on those. But um, you lose Charlie Jones. You lose Payne Durham. I mean, that's a significant amount of your production offensively. So there's as much as I'm betting on Walters, I, I, I totally would give him some time and patience. It, it might take some time. As a Michigan man, uh, what do you see out of, like, why is this program all of a sudden just become the team in the Big Ten? I feel that even back in my years, we felt capable, right? I mean, especially in 2016, we had a damn good roster. But perception matters. And until you do it, that's not your identity. And if you do it once, they can say, well, it's only one off. But then you do it again, you go to Columbus and you beat them. Now all of a sudden it's like, hey, there there shouldn't be a question. Now it's on Ohio State to respond. So they've proven that to themselves. Now the conversations have changed. I mean, you listen to the players' interviews. They're talking about a national championship. They believe they're capable of that. And, I, I mean, they, they return the fifth most production in the country. And that's a team that is back-to-back Big Ten champs, back-to-back playoff bursts, back-to-back wins over Ohio State. And most importantly, it's been probably decades, you know, 10, 15, 20 years since Michigan could say, we know exactly who our quarterback's going to be. And not, it's not because the other guys aren't good. It's because we know we have a dude that's a legitimate Heisman contender and in that conversation if they let him throw the ball. So, I mean, that, that team's extremely deep. They know who they are. They're capable of executing it. And I think those first four weeks, three, four weeks, they're, they're out of conference schedule. Nice ease into the season. They should be able to win all those games and get into a rhythm. Jake, uh, next year UCLA and USC will be here at Big Ten Media Days. What's What's that like for you, thinking about that in a year? Yeah, I met the SID from USC yesterday. She was super awesome, super nice. It's, 
I embrace it. I mean, I think the only, if you're rigid, that's what snaps, right? You got to have a little flow to it. Change is the only constant. So it'll be USC, UCLA. We're doing away with divisions. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a, a players union. We'll be playing the profit share with the players one day, probably more expansion. So um, in, in a sense, I just think it's really exciting and exciting to try to really think, how does this affect the conference? You know, your no divisions means... It's going to get a lot harder for the teams in the West to make it to Indianapolis. And then you add two teams, two great coaches, right? They've recruited well. So it's just going to raise that floor, add in more competition. And I'll say this, too, because what goes with it is the expanded playoff. If you think about what a four-team playoff incentivizes from a scheduling standpoint, why would you do it? Why would you schedule an opponent where you could – because you can only have one loss and get there. Twelve-team playoff – now you can schedule huge matchups and still get in. And those huge matchups means viewership, means money, means money going back into the conference, which in theory it's kind of like an engine. It should propel it forward. So for all those reasons, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Jake Butt, appreciate the time, man. Anytime. Great stuff from Jake Butt, and we got plenty more coming from Big Ten Media Day, so check out Alana Inquirer for all of that. Give us a follow, rating, review, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. And as always, remember $1 for your first month of VIP membership at Illini Inquirer. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Bye, everybody.